Imagine ordering and chatting with doctors all online and getting birth control delivered right to your door every month. Enter Nurex, a company that's here to make getting birth control easier. Nurex means fewer doctor's visits, skipping pharmacy lines, and automatic refills that you don't have to think about. Plus, it's the most affordable option out there without insurance and could be free with insurance. Go to NURX.com slash grown for a $20 credit. Chance for me to escape from all I've known. Holding back the tears. Cause nothing here has grown. I've wasted all my tears. (laughs) Wasted all those years. And nothing had the chance to be good. And nothing ever could, yeah. <laughs> you look so peaceful right now. <laughs> I'm just high. <laughs> like I was I'm just going to just let you keep holding on because I I'll just... <laughs> keep holding on. <laughs> holding, 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 holding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. Like, yeah, I'm just not even gonna stop her because it looks like you need this this ther- this therapy, this musical <laughs> therapy right now. You see me right now. You see me just right distressed. now. Just <laughs> stress. gone and downtrodden. Praise the Lord, niggas. Praise the Lord. All right, we are we are here, and we are we are just we're gonna do our best to get through this show unscathed on tonight. Um, my sister's going through; she's moving tomorrow. So, y'all, I want y'all to just know the level <laughs> of love that we have for you. That even on the night before Jade is moving, and we discussed several times how moving is awful and terrible and nobody should have to do it. But even on the night, the eve of her move, when she is sitting amongst all of her belongings (laughs) at one time. All of my things are around. We are recording this show. So I just want y'all to just speak Jade's name, send her strength and peace and and and. Just give her whatever she needs, God, so that she might be able to get through the next couple of days because moving is treacherous. Oh, my gosh. It is the the devil in the ghetto all rolled up in one. It is Republican in every sense of the word. Every single sense. How are you, sis? You know, I'm doing okay. You know, I just we're going to get to this at the kitchen table. Today I was in a very like I felt like I was on. A unplugged treadmill at work. Like I felt like it was not plugged into the wall. I felt like I was just, mm-hmm. I was present. I was in place and and like ready for momentum to kick in and kind of propel me forward. But I was just kind of stuck. And it was like, well, Lord, what am I supposed to do with this? Because um, I'm here and I'm like supposed to be working, but I did the work is just. I felt like there was a leak. Uh, there was like a slow drip. It was a slow drip from the faucet. I was like, well, where is the productivity <laughs> where is it God but you know maybe there that mama said there would be days like this that she should mama said mama said that's it but I mean I, otherwise I mean I can't complain I, uh, it's another day and I'm on top of the ground so we're grateful 
Well, as XD says, Mercury is in micro braid right now. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, braiding this. Mercury's in booty fade. Hey, braid. Hey, braid, miss. Maybe that has something to do. (laughs) You want your hair braid? (laughs) (laughs) I miss the city so much. Hey, braid. Don't snatch my edges. Protect my edges. Okay, no problem. No problem. They ask me, and I'm like, ma'am, you cannot grip this. This, I don't have enough hair. But they ask you, but they still do what they want. And yet and still, your eyelashes be all the way at the back of your head. So, Jesus. Here we are. Fortify our edges. But yes, welcome back to Getting Grown, where we talk about random things like our our, the vicissitudes of life. And we're all things adulting. Good, bad, ugly. Y'all know the the story. Um, The edges of being an adult. The edges. (laughs) The strained edges. Sparse edges of being an adult. Okay. We all Vivica Fox out here. Woo, honey, Naomi Campbell to the bull. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) She's and rice. All right. Let's get into the show, man. Let's get into it. I feel like I was gonna ask you, I was like, do we have trash on today? I'm sure that we have we have trash on today. I did my due diligence. All right. Let's get it. All right. I guess my favorite thing to do right now is take out the trash. It's what I've been doing all day, and that's what right. we're gonna do right now. Right, because when you move it, everything is garbage. Throw it away. Everything. Like, just throw Let it out. I something. don't know. I, I don't want a, it. I bought a fifty pack box of contractor bags from Home Depot. <laughs> oh my god. I would like toss that shit in there throwing and throw it in the front away. of the house. I have literally been throwing all of our <laughs> lives away. Everybody's going to be real disappointed when we get to the new spot. But we also have real funk today, starting with something that's super rank. Okay. Mariah Lynn claims that she was once upon a time pregnant for rich dollars <laughs> and that they were in an on and off again eight year relationship. What? Yeah, so I saw a clip on the shared room, uh-huh. and, um, <laughs> and they they spoke about she she was going off at a reunion, and she went backstage and she confronted Rich Dollars, and she happened to call him my nigga. I don't know how I feel. About what? That. Yes, I saw they bleeped it out, but I know that's what she said. I know I my nigga when I hear it. I don't want to hear, and I don't want to hear else. these claims. They claim this girl is Puerto Rican. I D K because Still, I think that she. The is answer white. is. No, we saw Mariah Lynn's mom a couple seasons ago. Right, ain't no. And she looked like Honey Boo Boo. Listen, in, in the future, ain't so. no. Like as my, <laughs> I probably shouldn't say this because it's probably problematic. I was gonna say as one of my uh, problematic relatives would say, ain't no Puerto Rican nowhere. Ain't no Puerto Rican nowhere around Mariah Lynn. Okay. Thank you so much. I don't think so. I doubt I it very seriously. So. And I don't mean to offend any of my Latina sistren out here. Please forgive me. I didn't say it was me. It was one of my problematic relatives who shall remain nameless. I'm not going to tell you all the things that my grandfather used to say. I mean, but I have to I have to I have to correct him on a regular basis. Now, it wasn't him that said it, but it was it was another relative uh, extended yes. family. But yes. Some, you know, you have to, future, older generations, they came up during a time where we were just less than, <laughs> less than aware. PC. You know what I'm saying? We were less than aware of, of, of you know, the things that we were saying. So it's, we have to kind of lift as we climb. But please, Mariah Lynn in the trash. I'm sorry. 
Some of the shit was funny though. But so <laughs> Mariah Lynn, but we also have a very white mother. Very um, white. Like June. White bread. White bread. Mm-hmm. Okay. A wonder bread. <laughs> and so I did hear my nigga bleeped out. You all no can go hear way. it for yourself. But now we got to cancel her. But I mean, she got to be somebody for her to recancel. Ooh. But I'm yeah. like, I think I canceled her the minute I found out what she was <laughs> and who she was or who she was, should I say? What she was. <laughs> but, then, <huh>? but yes, she apparently was pregnant for Rich Dollars at one point or another, had an on and again, off again, eight year relationship. Gross. Um, so Stacey Abrams may be running for POTUS. Oh. 2020. She is hinting towards and says she don't know how, but life comes at you fast it does. pretty much. And, you know, it may be a go for Stacey Abrams, POTUS 2020. Interesting. Interesting. So, Very interesting. <laughs> I'm know, maybe, maybe this is the deliverance that... Wowzers. <laughs> that Stacey and, and Kamala at the same time. That's going to yeah. be whew, all things black women. That would be all things black women. It's going to be an Stacey. interesting next couple of years as we get ready for 2020's presidential election. It's like, I feel like this is just the beginning. Oh, just all, this motherfucker out. Like, it's going to, ooh, it's getting ready to get real good. Y'all get, get your snacks and just tune in because it's going to be lots to see. Oh, but white men. Anyway, um, <laughs> Wendy Williams has, but she apparently she came back to her show. I saw that, and I saw that, and that's all I have to say. <laughs> she came back, and, and that she came back and sat in that seat. Yes, she did. Still looking like the letter P, and she has created a substance abuse hotline. A what now? So she's been very vocal about her, you know. 10-year struggle with crack and cocaine. And so she has created a substance abuse hotline for those battling with uh, issues with narcotics. This is random. It is. But you know, or maybe not. Does this have anything to... I mean, but like out of nowhere, she just starts... A I substance know. abuse That's, hotline after that was like thing. a, a two-month hiatus. Like <laughs> right. Something in the milk ain't clean. Right. I thought it was because allegedly her husband, uh, you know. Right. Uh, Big Kev been out here, out here. Allegedly. You know, I, I heard a, a manner of things. And, and so... I don't really know. Well, she why came she back. She said that she was gone because she was ill. Because you know she has a thyroid disease, right? And I mean, and she hasn't looked well, right? But I, you know, part of that, I thought it was because now I don't know. She she recently, not recently, like in the last couple of years, she's like changed her lifestyle. She doesn't eat meat anymore. She works out all the time. And what concerns me is that typically when people Typically, when people change their lifestyle in that way and start eating cleaner and better, they start to look better. Wendy, on the other hand, to me, started to look worse. Yes. Um, Literally, like, and I, I don't know what it was, but to me, she didn't look well. So, I mean, I want to believe that she would tell us the truth and that she was actually taking that time to take care of herself physically, um, especially after she fell out on Halloween and all of that. But uh, I don't know. It just seemed real convenient that that all 
of these rumors about her husband's alleged infidelity that she would just, you know, be down and out for the count. Ooh, that nigga has been putting her through it for a really long time. And she has been allowing him to, but carry on. That that is the black ass bottom line. Well, we like you said, we can carry right on Mm on. Uh, Kimbella is pregnant. How? Is he into what? Conjugal? I guess she's pregnant. Maybe or like right before he went in, but but your girl is pregnant. Six what is months. This num- oh, wow, she's pregnant, pregnant. Yeah, she's six months. So I guess that is not that was before he went in. Okay, and um, so she was pregnant when they got married. Apparently, I guess. Yeah, and this is yeah. this is baby number three, four, four, four for her, three for them, two for them, three for them. Well, congratulations, Chad. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations, mm-hmm. Santanas. Yes, indeed. Uh, <laughs> um, white privilege went real wrong Mm-mm. when a white woman in it Arizona ain't never right. jumped. It ain't never it right. Ain't, it, it ain't <laughs> never right. But this is where it really, really was able to show its ass. Okay. A white woman in Arizona jumped a barrier at the zoo oh. and was clawed trying to get a selfie with a jaguar. Let me tell you so what. <laughs> <laughs> so so the zoo did uh comment and say well, we can assure you all that nothing will happen to the jaguar the jaguar will not be euthanized this is exactly what i wanted the, to hear the animals are put behind barriers and that barrier was disrespected Absolutely. and so therefore nothing will happen to the animal because the animal did nothing wrong that's just how audacious caucasity can be when you caucasity. feel like a wild animal <laughs> When you feel like you can actually just what? Like I bet you the lion was like, oh, she think it was a jaguar. A jaguar. The jaguar was probably like, oh, oh, oh. That's exactly it. Like she got in there trying to take a selfie with the jaguar. Jaguar ripped its claws right into her arm. And then uh like I guess somebody tried to distract the jaguar through a bottle of water. Was she high? I don't understand. How do you? She was white. Holy God. Really? Like, like super internally white. Like, you know, there's white people that we know and they are allies and we love them and they understand, you know, that stupid things are stupid <laughs> things. And then there are like the caucasities who do things that think that white is going to carry them right over into the promised land and they won't, you know, get attacked by wild animals that are in the zoo behind barriers. That jaguar was like, you're going to learn today, man. You are going to learn today and ripped her arm right open because I saw it right to the white meat. I just wish like this is, you know, that, you know, it's a room. I'm going to ask the room to do a video. <laughs> the room does a video of like the, the voiceovers for the animals. I really Hold on, please. <laughs> There's actually a guy who I've been watching and I and I love Sarone named Tony Baker. Oh yes. Oh maybe Tony. maybe it was Tony Baker and Sarone posted it. Or I feel like Sarone did one too. But either way, either one of them. Nigga, them things be so they be so me. funny. When, they, <laughs> when when the people was on safari and and they they drove up into like the lions den and the lion got in the in the jeep and was like, oh how y'all doing on like good afternoon. <laughs> So good to see you. <laughs> oh my God. That I'm is fascinating to, to me. And I would pay money to see that security footage. 
Sis. I oh, I saw it. it. I will send you the link. Oh my God. I will send you the link because this idiot bitch that is climbed the barrier so she could get the selfie and got her ass handed to her in her arm. I, I just, wow, wow, wow. She probably. Yeah. Mm, mm, this is so, mm-hmm. this is rich. <laughs> this is rich. It's real rich. I'm surprised. It, so I'm the so I'm just the 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 jaguar didn't kill her, did he? No. Uh-uh. Okay. No, she just got she just got a big old gash in her arm and got had to get stitches, and a lesson. She got a lesson is what she got. I just wow. I now just, why uh, it took all of that for you to learn not to cross barriers at the crazy. zoo? I don't know. <laughs> but I just feel like what would make her feel like she would be like yo like what. I don't and this is this is you know I don't really do the pets right but this was always this has been my argument for years about um dogs or like mm. or just like any animal really because what would happen people would learn that I'm afraid of dogs or I don't really rock with dogs like that you and don't like animals I don't and then they would be like they would be like um oh you the pet the pet owner says oh you don't like dogs like nah I'm cool Oh, well, you would love my dog. I'm like, ma'am, is your dog a dog? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I I don't understand how your dog is an exception. If I say I do not like the dogs. I'm going to tell y'all to the degree, to the levels of which Kia hates animals. I don't really, I just, I just don't really rock with people. They need to, the level, no, but the levels to which Kia hates animals. Our good sis got an Airbnb and there was a cat. There was. In the Airbnb. Yes, there was. And Kia went to the Airbnb. I after sure did. A very long, 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 long day. day. Yes, I did. And called us and was like, there's a cat in the Airbnb. And, and our sis Nikki was like, you know, the cat is, it won't bother you. And I was like, the cat won't bother you. And Kia was like, no, no, I do not. Cat. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> and so she was like, I just felt like, and I really thought about it really hard because I was like, I will not be able to rest. In this house. Kia got in her car. I sure did. At 3 a.m. Yes, I did. And drove from Brooklyn to D.C. So Yes, I did. (laughs) Absolutely. And got cussed out. Everybody cussed me out. Did. Crystal. Cortez. uh, My friend Mello. Jay, everyone was like, what is wrong with you? Don't you ever do that again? What is, but the only person, this is why she's going to ever, forever, ever be my person. The only person that was like, I understand I would have done the same thing. Latoya. Latoya. She was like, oh, girl, I get it. <laughs> Absolutely. She was like, oh, no. Because she was like, no, no, no. I, I, You did the right thing, girl, because your nerves would have been bad. And I said, you know me so well. No, I listen, I know. But I was just like, Kia, come on. You don't have to go all the way back to D.C., but though. But I'm like, where are I supposed to go? It was like, a matter. I think if, if, I, if I would have known. So the thing is, what threw me about that, we are on a tangent. I'm sorry. What no, threw me fine. was that I did not know that the cat was in there. So I go right. into the Airbnb and I'm just living my life like it's golden. And I turn yeah. around and the cat is just like, what up? And I'm like, oh, oh, <laughs> it's oh. True. So I had like a little bit of anxiety. It was hard and I couldn't settle myself down after that. Right. Because I was just like, <gasps> she tried. She did I try. really did. I really did. Like, I want y'all to know like, that I, I did. And I mean, it's it's... I think my fear of animals is, you know, it's not just, you know, arbitrary. When I was younger, I had a severe allergic reaction to a pet. 
And my mother told me, I was literally like a baby baby. I was like two. But my mom said, before then, I was not opposed to animals. But I got so sick after that one interaction with the, it was my Aunt B's dog, Coco. And she said, <laughs> she said, I was, me and Coco was chilling. I was playing with Coco. We had a, but I had got, I, I think I, I had the, my reaction to uh, the pet dander. I don't know. But I was so sick. That I just, my mom said, I never, ever, it was like, I didn't trust animals ever again <laughs> after that. Damn. So Coco I, fucked you Coco, up. Coco, listen, she did it. Like, she really did it on him. The only dog I was able to learn to, 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 uh, to live with was Champ. Mm. Shout out to Champ, my roommate. Linnell had a dog mm. named Champ. And let me tell you how it was, the Lord really worked on me. Because me and Champ got to a place, you know what I'm saying? But it took a long time. <laughs> and Champ was a very bright dog, you know what I'm saying? So he knew that I didn't fool with him. He didn't fool with me. So we was good, you know what I'm saying? He would come to my... He knew he wasn't allowed in my room. He would come to the door and like, you know, how you doing? And keep on walking about his business. And we was good. We was good. But it be them other stranger dogs that like to hop up on you and carry it on. And people be like, oh, he's nice. I'm like, is your no. dog a dog? No, no. Your dog is a dog. I don't fool with dogs. Unfortunately, that means your dog is not an exception. I'm sorry. No, don't don't have your dog jumping up on me. That's where we fight. Um, but so yeah. I didn't really want to talk about this, but we're going to, we, you know, we got to quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Jackson. <sighs> so the documentary came out. I did not watch it. Full disclaimer. Me neither. Um, and I can't say that I'm going to. Me neither. Um, <laughs> I've heard disturbing things, you know, in in passing and in conversation, you know, because this is a conversation, especially in black households. Absolutely. Um, and this is also not. It's not new. Right. It's not, it's not new allegations. Um, I think the 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 big thing around it is that. If you want to compare it to the R. Kelly situation, which a lot of people have, because this is now mm-hmm. the age where, you know, everything is coming out. <clears throat> the difference is that, unfortunately, or fortunately, I don't know, Michael Jackson is dead. And gone. R. Kelly is, and gone. R. Kelly is still alive and praying. And... I don't know. I don't, I don't, <coughs> sorry. I don't even, I feel like I've, it's been best for me to just kind of like be quiet until I have fully processed this whole thing for myself. <laughs> but, <coughs> excuse me. Um, R. Kelly is like, um, I'm trying to figure out what word I want to use right now. R. Kelly is alive and still, you know, like you said, being predatory. Yes. And also like lacking any sort of remorse or um regret. He's totally denying any wrongdoing yep. whatsoever when you know evidence suggests otherwise. And I just feel like we don't know. I don't know. It's just hard to say because Michael is gone. Um, you know, it's for me, that's what makes it hard to compare the two. I haven't watched the documentary, so I cannot comment on it. Same. Um, but 
it's just really, really, it makes, it gives me all the sads, honestly. It does. I mean, it, it's really, it's heartbreaking to hear those types of things. And then there's a lot of questions and there's a lot of questions that are just never going to be answered because he's dead. Right. And um, the thing about it is, you know, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of nuances to uh, and a lot of layers to how we may feel about it. The I don't really compare it to the R. Kelly situation because with R. Kelly, aside from the fact that he is alive, aside from the fact that he still uh, exhibits extreme predatory behavior, he's there's also hardcore evidence. There is like hardcore evidence of decades of him being a predator. <clears throat> All we have from Michael Jackson is decades of rumors. And I mean, but these the these these victims on the I, I haven't watched it, but the people in, in the documentary are mm-hmm. claiming that they are victims. Mm-hmm. Um much like the people in, in the docuseries, the Surviving R. Kelly docuseries mm-hmm. were claiming that they were victims. We do not have like video evidence. <laughs> To, mm-hmm. to, you know, substantiate those claims in the case of Michael Jackson. But I mean, that's I don't know. That's why I just feel like it's. <sighs> it's it's hard. <laughs> it's really hard. And there's even more layers to it, which I'm not even going to get into right now as nice. to. And it's not, a, you know, and it's never a man. It's never um, you never want a victim blame or victim shame. Should I say you don't want a victim shame. Um. But with this particular situation, it, it's there, there are just a lot of different conversations that we could have surrounding it. But regardless, <clears throat> the documentary did come out. Um, uh, the 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 allegations were absolutely crazy um, to hear. And so or what I've heard in conversation, because, again, I have not watched it. Uh, but. Yeah, I don't even know what I want to say about it because there's a lot of conversation that's not going to be had right now with this show. Um, I just can't handle it right now. I just need more time. Yeah. <laughs> and I actually need to bring to myself to watch this this documentary. I don't know if Please. I I don't know, but we um, we just just give us some time to think about it, guys. Yeah, let's let's think on it a little <laughs> bit more, but it's that it's definitely out there. Um and we're interested to hear actually some of you all's thoughts. Yeah, on, weigh in. Weigh in and let us know what you think with a tweet, um, email, Instagram. Let us know what you think about it. And we'll talk a little bit more about it next week. Um, and that's it for the trash, actually. All right. That's enough, Chair. It is. Let's get on to a shout out. Okay. My sister's popping right now. Like. It's time to shout out the Cistern. Yes. And the brethren, black women and black men doing amazing things across the globe. Um, doing teams. Yes, indeed. This time we are going to be shouting out our good friend Shakisha again. Keisha um, was on the show a few weeks back to discuss Eloquent Rage by Brittany Cooper. And when she was on the show, uh, we shouted out the Millennial Wealth Building Workshop that was held in D.C. this past weekend on March the 9th, was held in the DMV, was actually at the um, Prince George's County African-American Culture Center Museum. It was pretty dope. But uh, we had an awesome conversation about 
estate planning and financial uh, financial planning and just how to kind of set ourselves up to break curses of generational poverty and um, lack um, and just kind of educate us and, and have healthier mindsets around finances and money and wealth and things that we can be doing in our youth that will set us up for uh, successful futures. And she shared... <clears throat> We were on that last show, Keisha, we talked a lot about the importance of estate planning and the role that it plays in generating wealth in African-American um, and other marginalized communities. Um, and the good news is this week we're going to be shouting out the Millennial Wealth Building Workshop that's going to be held in Atlanta. That's right. The Griffin firm, the same firm that held uh, the workshop here in the DMV is planning to take their show on the road and they're going to be having a workshop next week on March 23rd from 12 to 3 p.m. Um, they will have the Millennial Wealth Building Workshop. And th there you can learn why and how you can use estate planning, financial planning and strategic giving and real estate investing to change your family and legacy for generations to come. At the workshop, you'll have the opportunity to learn from and talk with millennial professionals who are experts in those fields. Um, it will be... Um, the event will feature um, Will, Will Rosser. It will be moderated by Professor Will Rosser, um, Prudential Financial Advisor and Adjunct Professor at Spelman and Morehouse. And featured speakers will be Keisha um, of the Griffin Firm, Megan Harris, who's a financial plan planner with the Piedmont Group in Atlanta, and Raquel. Um, I'm, I'm going to pronounce this wrong. I hope I don't. Raquel Obumba. Obamba. Mm -hmm. I think it's Raquel Obamba, managing broker for Millennial Properties Realty. So it's going to be held um, at AEI, AEI Startup Factory, 7310 Stonecrest Concourse in Stonecrest, Georgia. You can RSVP and get your tickets at TGF Millennial Wealth ATL.eventbrite.com. That's TGF Millennial Wealth ATL.eventbrite.com. So y'all check that out. Yay. Yes. The workshop this week, this past weekend that was in the DMV was sold out. There was a waiting list. Um, and it was really just an awesome conversation. I was, I was privileged to, to be able to moderate people, you know, us as 20 somethings and 30 somethings coming out of grad school or, you know, coming out of, you know, dealing with uh, challenges with credit and debt from our former years and really trying to turn our financial lives around and set ourselves up for the future and getting great advice on things that steps that we should be taking now as we are adulting um, that will really make sure that we are setting the stage for generating wealth in our families um, presently and into the future. So it's, it was an awesome conversation. If you're in the Atlanta area, be sure to go if um, you will not be sorry you'll learn a lot um, you'll get your life be sure to tell Keisha that Getting Grown sent you this episode of Getting Grown is also brought to you by Shaper take networking from awkward to awesome with Shaper the number one professional networking platform that uses your experience interests and goals to help you make the right connections whether you're looking for investors or co-founders a new job opportunity or just inspiring conversations shaper can connect you to professionals who truly want to share tips and help each day it suggests 15 people with similar goals and interests for you to meet 
then all you have to do is take a few minutes to swipe through your daily profiles and set up coffees with people who stand out. If you're a professional, the Shaper app should be installed on your phone, period. So download the app today or check out Shaper online at shaper.co. That's Shaper, S-H-A-P-R dot C-O. To learn more about Shaper, download the app and improve the way you network. Support for today's show also comes from Naturalicious. Founded by Gwen Jameer, the first and only African-American woman to hold a patent on a natural hair care product. Get it, sis. Right? Naturalicious is the world's first vegan high-performance hair care line. It delivers the results of 12 products in just three. Thus reducing time spent on hair care so you spend more time doing other things, whether you're a busy professional or a mom battling a crazy schedule. In fact, it's proven to reduce wash day by 80%. Y'all know wash day is a task. Listen. Okay. So 80%. All while improving overall moisture retention and health of your curly or coily hair. An added bonus it's sulfate, paraben, mineral oil, petroleum, gluten, and cruelty free. All the bad stuff is gone. So I'm still super excited. I'm waiting for my Naturalicious to come in the mail, and I cannot wait to try it. Me too. Um, all of these wonderful things that they keep speaking about, I'm just waiting anxiously for. The United States Postal Service is playing a few games, but I cannot wait to try <laughs> my Naturalicious. <laughs> so try Naturalicious today, available at 1,200 Sally stores nationwide and sold via Save Time on washday.com yes indeed <laughs> all right friends gather around the kitchen table it's time for us to handle some adult business yes. uh, today i thought we could talk about how adulting is a scam and sometimes some days are just hard days <laughs> um i was talking to keisha actually and as i was alluding to in the beginning of the episode um, about how like I felt like I just could not get off the blocks this, this today. I was at work. I was at my desk. I was on the computer. I was typing fast. I was moving and doing things, but it just seemed like I had so much to do that I could not, or so much on my mind, so much going on that I could not really find any momentum to kind of get um, get started. And I and I was telling her about it, and she was just like, "Some days you just survive." Um, and it's not about beating yourself up. Some days you just survive. Right. So that kind of like struck a chord with me. So we continue to talk more about kind of like how sometimes when somebody says they're a survivor, it's like we tend to think about survival in terms of things that we've already worked through, like things that we've already survived, so to speak. But survival is very much a verb, right? It's very much mm. a, an action, an active stance. It's a posture and it's something that you have to pursue with intention. Um, because if not, you can do or kind of get stuck in a place where I found myself today where it was just kind of like, I wasn't getting anything done. And what was holding me back um, more than anything was the fact that I was beating myself up for not getting anything done. Um, so I wanted to just have a conversation about that um, framed from the perspective of like, yo, if survival is something that we have to do and pursue um, intentionally, mm -hmm. maybe it might be useful for us to talk about ways that we pursue or ways that we survive. Like how do we, 
how do we just get by? Like, how do we not get caught up in the stuck? What are some of the things that we do to kind of get through? So do you have anything? I think that this would be, I thought it would be apropos, given your current situation. (laughs) Um, What are some of the things? How are you surviving? How are you surviving your move? What are the things that you're doing to keep yourself moving forward when you want to stand in the middle of your apartment and cry? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Are you inside of my brain right now? I might be. I just might be. (laughs) Um. The things I do to survive. And I think we've kind of touched on some of these things in other ways before. But first of all, with me today, I will be very transparent. Today was a complete survival day. Like we talked before about things that we do to motivate ourselves. And again, a lot of those things are the same for me. But things we did to motivate ourselves. And I know I talked about how sometimes when there's things that need to be done and I get them done. It's like a motivation. Like it's a, you know, it's a pat on the back, like, all right. And that's motivation. I want to keep doing more. Today was more of a day of survival where it's like, this has to be done and there's nothing else. to <laughs> Like there, yeah. there's nobody else to do it. And I had Noah home today. She stayed home from school. Um, so that was like another struggle within the struggle of trying to continue to pack, having a five-year-old bouncing all up and down on everything. (laughs) And so my survival methods include cannabinoid. (laughs) This is is always, this is always going to come full circle guys. Like (laughs) that is one with in all honesty, that's one way that I like kind of (laughs) mellow myself out for a second. If I get to a point of like being completely (laughs) overwhelmed and I don't know what else to do. Oh, you Jesus. know, I will stop and take myself a quick, like, little 15 minute break, you know, give myself a little pep talk when I'm done. And then I come back and I'm like, all right, it's time to do some more. Whether that be a day of motivation or a day of just strict survival, it just helps to push me along. Fair. And that's all, that's real honesty, <laughs> real honesty. That's the rot gut truth. Oh my God, Yanla. <laughs> the rot gut dirty, the rot gut filthy truth. <laughs> what about you, sis? What's one way that you survive? Um, I think I have to give myself space to feel. I think I have to have a plan, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, one of the things that helps me is to help me not get stuck is to kind of give myself a a, a deadline or parameters around the feeling. So it's hard for me to just kind of like snap out of it. Like, okay, girl, you got to get over it. Um, I would, but I will tell myself, okay, all right, you got about 25 more minutes of this. (laughs) So just get it out in the next 25 minutes. And then we're going to have to do something. Um, and when I say plan, like I plan for my survival, like I plan for my productivity. So, um, it's as crazy and ridiculous as it sounds like I'll make lists of like, uh, and even if like, you know, there are little menial things, little tiny things, um, crossing off the list helps me to get through, um, that and and being okay with the fact that my list doesn't have super complex major heavy lifting things on it but just Mm -hmm. like little things so yeah like having a plan helps me a lot um having parameters around 
uh, my pity party helps me quite a bit as well. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, that that helps me. Is there another thing aside from cannabinoid <laughs> that you have found to be useful during this time of survival? Yes, actually. Um, and this is going to sound super simple and it, I don't know, it may sound ridiculous to some, but when I'm having a day where it's just like, please just let me get through this day. One thing that helps me to survive the day is uh, continuously envisioning the end of the day. Oh, that's not and so I like when I'm having a day like that, where I'm just like, just keep putting one foot in front of the other. Just get this done. And it's really hard for me and my feet feel like cement. Like the one thing that will help me through those days is is envisioning the end of that day, knowing that. And I'll set an intention for myself. Like, I'll be like, all right. So when the end of this day comes and you got through this shit, you get to go. You get to indulge in the cannabinoid. This is where mm-hmm. they come together. You get to get something to eat. You get to take a shower and sit down and watch something you want to watch or read a book or like just sit down and look at your wall if you feel like it. And yeah. that helps me a lot of times on days where I'm really struggling, scratching and surviving. Absolutely. <laughs> that, to constantly envision the end of my day and know that 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 there is going to be an end to this and it's not going to feel like this for the rest of the evening. Absolutely. So like envisioning rewards is uh, mm-hmm. super, super helpful. Um, Whether they be small rewards, like like I said, like cooking dinner at the end of the night and getting 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 being able to go home and watch This Is Us. Like yeah. it could be that because that's a small thing for me. Like on days we record, of course, I love recording. I wouldn't do this if I didn't love it. But it's still a job and I do it back to back. I do getting grown on Mondays and Jaden XD on Tuesdays. And on top of that, work my job and deal with all of my other things. And so on the nights where I don't have to record and I have no obligations and I've gotten through the top of that week and like gotten through some other things, those small wins for me are, are they're yeah. big, but then there's also, you may have a big vacation coming up or, you know, you may be going through a really stressful time at work. It may not even be a day. It may be a time period where you're going through a stressful project or dealing with a stressful client. Envisioning a time where you know you're not going to be in that anymore is, can help you actually to work your way through it. Agreed. Uh, um, similarly, um, one of the things that have motivated me, uh, especially in times of stuck, um, <laughs> and frustration is gratitude. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes when I feel overwhelmed or with like, you know, just kind of like negativity or complaining or just kind of, you know, just mired down by all of the responsibilities that I feel like I have to do carry at one time. Um, it's, it's been helpful to me in the past to kind of pause and just quickly on a piece of paper, on a post-it on the notes app in my phone, I will just start listing things that I'm grateful for. Mm. Um, really trying to change my focus from whatever is giving me the blues to something that I am grateful for. Um, and that has helped me to just kind of like climb up out of that, 
Um, and, and being okay with taking the time to do that. Um, mm-hmm. cause that is important. And, 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 and feeling like that is not a waste of time. Uh, and that's where I, that's, that's my place of struggle with that because I, I wish that it didn't take me, I was going to say, I wish that it didn't take me that I didn't have to go through all of this. But the fact of the matter is this, these are the ways that we take care of ourselves. Um, it, this is the way that we have to take care of ourselves and taking care of yourself is a part of your process. Like you won't be productive if you continue to sacrifice yourself, your own self, self care, your own self, um, your health, your peace of mind. If, if you continue to put work in front of yourself, um, such that you can't even just have a day, like, you know, given if, if you had like, I had a really heavy end of last week. I worked until eight thirty nine o'clock on Friday last week. So like, what if it's not the end of the world that my Monday didn't, you know, wasn't, you know, I didn't, I didn't start, I didn't start off at a sprint. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't, right. you know, it wasn't a consistent sprint all day long, but you know, if I sit down and think about all the things that I got done last week, perhaps it's okay for me to just kind of take Monday to kind of get my life together. So if, if all I did today was make my to-do list for the week, that's enough. Cause you set an intention for the week. I set an intention for a week <laughs> and it took me a while to get there. Um, I had to kind of work through some other things and kind of like decompress and think through some things. And maybe it took me longer to get where I wanted to go, but it's not a waste of time. So mm-hmm. gratitude, gratitude and gratitude, I think is the shift for me because if you really think about it, gratitude for me is the key to survival. Keisha said it best when she said, you can't fight for what you have. If you don't think that what you have is valuable, if you don't say thank you for what you have, if you don't, if you don't really sit in, you know, get so consumed, I'm so consumed with, you know, my next goal, chasing the next thing that I haven't even taken a minute to realize that I'm sitting in what I pray for. I'm sitting in it. I'm sitting right in it. And it may not feel exactly how I thought it would feel. Um, but you, I'm sitting in what I pray for. And I remember this when we were on the show and we were going, talking about your terrible uh, landlord and all you had to yeah. deal with. And, and we didn't know that you was going to have, you know, we didn't know how you were going to move, where you're going to, we didn't have a place for you to go. And despite the fact that moving is treacherous and terrible, if you took a second and really thought about the fact that six weeks ago, you ain't know where you was going to live. Right. And now you know exactly where you're going. Um, So that can be like gratitude, just taking a minute to just kind of zoom out, like Fran said, shout out mm-hmm. to Fran, burp, burp, burp. Uh, <laughs> zoom out and think about, um, you know, where you are relative to where you wanted to be. And you can sometimes think that you're not as far as it feels. Well, it's funny you should say that. Mm-hmm. It's a nice transition. First of all, let me send this to you. Okay. Um, I just sent you a picture. Okay. I'm waiting for it. Why do I do that? Why do I sing? Like, <laughs> random words all day I long. Do the same oh, thing all the time. Ooh. But yeah, like, I this is wealthy. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Ooh, this is like. I like this. Thank you. Y'all so fancy. As you're sitting there talking. <clears throat> y'all got money. 
<laughs> no, man, we just needed a new couch. <laughs> we just really needed that. Is one. a very adult couch, and it is. And I was ready. And I have been, you know, I have been in a place for a really long time now where I've been wanting to get my home together, mm-hmm. and it just never would come together. And you know, there were different circumstances and things that happened where we weren't able to do certain things. And so when that bitch, you know, tried to kick us out. <laughs> And we started looking for apartments and things. We went and saw this spot. So after we saw the apartment and kind of like, you know, was like bong bong, it hit, you know, most of the checkpoints. It was like, all right, let's go ahead and apply for it. Right. So mad people were applying for it. I prayed over it and I was like, if it's not for us, help us figure out something that's for us. Mm -hmm. But I really like this. So if this is for us, help me, you know, help me out here. Yes, indeed. We ended up getting it. It was relatively quickly. Like, if you know anything about New York real estate, you got it is to... not easy to mm-hmm. find an apartment. Not at all. It's, it's not easy to find a place to live. You have to go through, you know, different, you know, tragedies of people lying to you about what spaces look like to, you know, locations being off to, you know, it's just different things. Right. Absolutely. And it's not like you can walk into it a complex and you know, say, hey, how many units do you all have available? It's really a hunt here. Absolutely. So, and you got to be ready. Like when it's time to go, ain't no like, let me get back to you. (laughs) Ain't no, let me pray about it. Ain't no, let me call my bank. It's like, you got, it's go time. It's go. Y'all want this apartment? You got to put your money down today, right now. Put your money down. And it's like, for those who live in the South or live in other places, New York real estate is different. When you go and rent an apartment, it's low-key like buying a house because you've got to pay first month. you got to pay security. Sometimes they want you to pay last month. Um, Think about that and then think about the price of our rent here. So you've got those types of fees. Plus, they do credit checks. Then you have competition. So when we went to go see this apartment, it was a number of people who went to go see it at the same time as us. People who were looking at it at the same time had just seen it. And the realtor told us, you know, everybody who's walked out of here has been interested. Fast forward, we end up getting approved. We end up being the ones to get the apartment. And I got that beautiful couch delivered that I just sent you a picture of. I love it. So I went over there to meet the delivery guys to get the couch delivered. And after they left, I sat down for a second and I said another prayer and I was great say so I was thankful and grateful just just a prayer of gratitude mm-hmm. it wasn't like help me out with this or yeah. any of that it was just like thank you for giving me some kind of peace of mind this is not just about yay we found a place to live or yay this this checked off most of the 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 you know the things on my list no this was like I'm grateful that this checked off a lot of the things on my list. I'm grateful for a space when I walk in. It feels good. It's got the things that I need. It's got the things that I want. It feels like the hard work that I've been putting in is paying off. But also, I know this is not all on my own. Right. And I want to say, I just want to be grateful, you know, for for the things that are provided to me. So... I think that's super important what you said. I said all that to say that I think it's really important to to take those moments as well, to sit down and to be grateful and to be thankful to who, what, whether you prayers to the universe or whatever, just be thankful and be grateful for what you're provided and what you're given. 
Absolutely. And what you work for, for those things to manifest themselves, because I know you work for them as well. And for them to be manifested, you should there there are it is it it's an it's not a lot to take a moment of gratitude just to say thank you for that. And to thank you for the difficulty, because I feel like there's value in everything. Right. So the challenges, mm-hmm. the, the, the fatigue, the stress, the anxiety, all of it serve a purpose in developing and cultivating aspects of who you are, building character. Um, and this is the business of adulting. Right. So mm-hmm. there are things about survival that we should celebrate. Right. Um, because the fact of the matter is there are parts of life that are going to be hard and there are things that we're going to be have to have to do in life that we just would rather not do. Like, and it's not something that's going to go away when we have a certain amount of money or we get to a certain age or we live a certain kind of way, but just by virtue of being human beings and being adults living in this crazy world that we live in, the fact of the matter is there's always going to be something that we have to deal with, a challenge that we're going to have to face, um, something that's going to be uncomfortable. Uh, but there's value in that and I'm not saying that you shouldn't want to get out of your uncomfortable space because nobody wants to be uncomfortable I'm just saying that there are days when you just have to survive it and you can celebrate surviving it because whatever it is it it didn't kill you and there are people who don't have that right whatever it is it didn't kill you Uh, and that's just the real and that's what we talk about all the time y'all have heard me talking about this all the time like Bottom line is like, all, especially all my students, people out there who are, uh, you know, studying for the bar or, or writing a dissertation or even just try, get, trying to get through undergrad, trying to get through high school. Um, mm-hmm. And there's especially now, you know, spring break time, you see in the end of the year and you get tired. You don't want to do none of this crap no more. I don't want to write no more papers. I don't want to study for no more tests. The bottom line is, you got to sit your butt in the seat and do it and you're not going to like it. Like that's a, like nothing about you. It's, it's that's it. few things you're going to be able to do. That's going to make it fun. You can listen to music. You can talk to your friends on the phone, but at the end of the day, you got to sit your butt down and do the work. Uh, so take, take whatever time you need to take to get your head around that, <laughs> and, but make a plan um, to survive it and try to find a way to celebrate surviving it. That's all. That was actually my last thing. My last thing was a lot of times I'll give myself a pep talk when like I'm literally in the middle of surviving and be like, girl, you've been through worse stuff than this before. Like, exactly. <laughs> you've you you you've you've gone through way worse shit Absolutely. than this before. So you know what? Just go on and get through this. Absolutely. This is not the hardest thing that you've ever dealt with, and it's not Absolutely. the hardest thing you've ever going to deal with. Absolutely. And that's that kind of helps me to keep going as well. These are these are like the real, honest, rot gut truths that help rot me. Rot gut truths, man. <laughs> Legit. That help me to survive. Legit. That's real. <laughs> Sam, my friend, uh, one of my close friends, Steve, Dr. Mobley, we have a conversation because just like me, um, shortly after, I believe, shortly, no, shortly before, I'm mm-hmm. sorry, shortly before Steve was said to uh, defend his dissertation he lost his mom oh my goodness and you know 
He was there. I was trying my best to be there for him during his process. And when I lost my brother, he was definitely there for me. This is one of the things that we've talked about when it gets hard in this, you know, trying to figure out life and career and, you know, how it sometimes just sucks to be an academic because what y'all, like the dissertation as grueling and gruesome and terrible as it is, is literally just the beginning. Like you don't have, you don't get to stop typing. Like that's if I can just help anybody who thinks that they're just going to be right, able to write a dissertation and then life is going to get just easy street after that, then you don't need a PhD. You looking, you chase, you barking up the wrong tree because the dissertation is literally just the beginning. It's just the way that you're saying, I know how to do this and I'm getting ready to do this for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. And me and Steve talk about all the time that losing, like Steve losing his mom and me losing my brother mm-hmm. as awful as it was and how we would change it in, in seconds if we absolutely could. Like you said, one of the things that gets us through is like, I feel like it's giving me a boldness because even when I complain and cry and even when I'm scared to death and not sure how things are going to work out, not sure what's going to happen. I don't know anything. I don't know which way is up. One thing I can say when it comes down to it, if I can put my brother in the ground, this ain't going to beat me. Like, ain't no way. Like, you know what I'm saying? If I, if I saw them wheel my brother down into the ground, I saw them do that. If, Mm -hmm. if I can do that, surely, surely I can get this paper published. Surely I can get this grant money. Surely I can put on this event. Surely I can do everything that I set out to do. I can buy this house. I can live the life I want to live. Surely, surely. Because if, if, if that, if I could be broken to that extent, and survive it. That's what surviving has taught me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it there's a value to it. Um, so like you it said, is. there's a value to it. So we got to learn how to celebrate, not just surviving, but survival, the act of survival, the action, mm-hmm. how we have to sit in it sometimes. Because the bottom line is adulting is, is a scam. It is. It's, <laughs> it's hard. It's, it's hard. Basura, basura, cha, cha, cha. That, listen, but it's that bullshit. It's <laughs> all of that. <laughs> Literally. But I mean, if we, if we said it, if, if we keep showing up, like if we keep showing up, you will, you will have everything that you set your intentions toward and work like hell to get. Absolutely. You will have it. There's nothing that can steal it from you. If you set your intentions for it, believe that you can have it and work like hell to get it. That's it. Amen. And I share. <laughs> and that is the rot gut. Maybe we should call that it. That is the rot gut. That's the name of the episode. <laughs> the rot gut. Truth. The rot gut. Shout out to Iyama. I got to watch this week's. I, did, I missed it. I got to. I did can, too. We got to catch up. But yeah, man, that's the kitchen table, man. So if you're dealing with hard things, listen, do what you got to do. You can say a prayer like me or hit the J like, like Jade. But you're going to get through this <laughs> thing. Or you can thing. do both. Like or you can do both. <laughs> true. Duality is so the So true. My you can apologies. Do both at the same damn time. My old apologies. You are absolutely right. <laughs> absolutely right. Just like, I got to say this, and I know the people might be mad, whatever. 
But I had to I was tickled I watched The Housewives This week Did you watch it? No So The Housewives Was uh, Candy's sex party Mm -hmm. The dungeon party Remember? Oh Oh so she really has one She really had Well she had The sex dungeon It's like a whole tour now But you know That was what the episode Was about And nothing tickled me I was tickled Toya texted me Because we the same person Was when They're sitting around Getting ready to go out And do this sex party And they prayed And I said Ask the Lord (laughs) to bless Ask the Lord to bless This (laughs) sex party girl (laughs) What? Candy better pray and ask, invite the Lord to your sex party, sis. I said, okay. Get what you need, girl. Whatever, however you need I it. I said, okay. <laughs> this, okay. Okay. Hey, hey you, you listen, everybody can go to God in their own way. Okay? I don't even watch the housewives like that, but I might need to just I, for that. I mean, <laughs> literally, I had to pause it and just laugh. <laughs> They circled up, standing there in G-strings and pasties and everything. Oh, my God. Listen, standing there looking like, I said, okay, girls, okay. Listen, our lovely, our lovely um, <laughs> adult dancers, I'm sure they pray before they go on stage. Listen, you go ahead, okay. Please don't let these niggas get on my nerves tonight. Like, please Ooh, don't let Lord there be mercy. no weird Melvins in the audience. <laughs> please don't let no nigga follow me home. Like... Please, Lord, don't let nobody grope me in a way that I don't want to be because this is a profession for me, contrary to what raggedy ass niggas think. You know what I'm saying? He's everywhere. He's everywhere. Okay. He's everywhere. Omnipotent. (laughs) (laughs) Omnipresent. Omnipresent. Oh, that's all powerful. That's all knowing. All knowing is omnipotent. Yes. Yes. Omnipresent. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But let's get on into this honesty box. Let's do let's it. Go. Let's let's schmoozy on over. Schmoozy. This week's episode is brought to you by Third Love. Using millions of real women's measurements, Third Love designs its bras with breast size and shape in mind for an impeccable fit and an incredible feel. Third Love is the industry leader with 70 sizes, including its signature half cup sizes. Skip the trip. Find your fit in 60 seconds with Third Love's online fit finder. Order and try on at home. No more awkward fitting room experiences. So I have taken the fit finder Mm -hmm. and I'm here to tell you that it works. And that half size business has been a lifesaver for me because I have the asymmetrical boobs. (laughs) (laughs) The call my manager. Can you call your manager boobs? Absolutely. What? I love about it is that um, it, honestly, as many times as I take the the, the quiz, I never get tired uh, of it because you just I'm fascinated by the amount of questions that they ask. I'm like, these are things I've never considered about my yeah. breasts. Are your titties long enough to jump a double <laughs> dutch like, with? Well, what do they? I just had never thought about it. Well, let me take my shirt off and examine my breast so that I might answer this question appropriately. Are your titties cockeyed? Um, <laughs> either way, either way. You're going to take this Fit Finder quiz. You might judge it at first because the size that they told me was literally like no size I've ever worn ever before. Yep. But they sent it in the mail and I, I'll i be John Brown, as my grandfather says. <laughs> it fits like a glove. I love it. So start with your Fit Finder quiz and answer a few simple questions to find your perfect fit. Over 10 million women have taken the quiz to date. It's actually fun and it takes less than a minute to complete. Third Love offers the double number of sizes that most uh, other brands don't 
Oh, sorry. Third love offers. Damn. <laughs> I'm going to read this right. Ty, can you just start here? Sorry. Third love offers double the number of sizes that most other brands offer sizes a through h and banza make a dance up to 48 <laughs> third love takes his customer input seriously they recently launched their most requested style the cotton t-shirt bra and cotton underwear it took two years to develop the perfect cotton collection which is made with a premium cotton called pima mm. the result is a line of incredibly soft smooth and breathable bras and underwear you'll want to wear Every day, even you girls who don't be wearing no drawers ever. So Third Love knows their perfect bra for everyone. So right now they're offering our listeners 15% off your first order. And that's going to save you some money because these are not inexpensive bras. They're worth it, though. Go to thirdlove.com slash grown now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash grown for 15% off today. Teddy's about to pop. It's going to be so good, though, because I love my third love, bro. Ooh, same. Both of them. <laughs> Honestly. Truly. All right. So we have an honesty box for you this week. Let's go ahead and get into it. And Kia has already given her a pseudonym. Her name is Shamari. That's right. She says, hey, girls. <laughs> hey. Sounds like my Nana. First and foremost, <laughs> I have much respect for you both. I love what you do and how you both are so different and alike in so many ways. We Aww. are. We are. I love your chemistry. I've been binging since I found you girls. Well, welcome. Still Shamari. my Nana. <laughs> Please keep me anonymous. Okay, Shamari, we, we got you. My situation is I've been married for two years now. My husband is a kind, loving man that has never given me any kind of suspect, suspect, sus, uh, get, okay. Any reason step, to suspect. Any reason mm -hmm. to suspect for we'll stepping out. out on, that's it, mm -hmm. for stepping out on a physical aspect. However, his phone activity has always given me a little gut feeling, uh -oh. despite he has never given me a reason to worry. Okay. It's a rot gut truth. Intuition. Ooh. We have had various conversations about phone usage and finding balance when using our phones. Boundaries have always been clear about what is considered to be a deal breaker in regards to interaction with others that could pose a threat to our relationship. Mm -hmm. The other day he fell out on the couch and I went through his phone. Ooh! I found he had reached out to one of those booty chicks from Instagram. Oh, she's one of those chicks that sells private shows, pics and things of that sort. What? She messaged him to invite him to an explicit private show. So she was going she was going to give. He basically stated that he could not at that time because he was at work, but he was interested and wanted to know if she would be selling pics. What? I was floored. I continued to look and found other things that were disturbing, but this request was from this random chick on Instagram was the most. Oh, Lord. When I confronted him with pictures I took from his screen, he said she was asking folks to help report the person that had catfished her account since she had, since she has three, you see her name. What? I don't know. Wait, what? <laughs> I don't know what that. She, when I confronted him with pictures I took from the screen, he said she was asking folks to help report the person that had catfished her account since she has three. She has three accounts? Name. I don't know what 
this is supposed to mean. But I call bullshit on his fucking humanitarian shit he was coming at me with. He admitted it was wrong, but has yet to apologize for it, and I'm hurt. How do you trust someone in this day and age when cell phones open so many doors for temptation and activity that can literally ruin a French a relationship? I told him that I will not pretend that all is well and things cannot move forward until he has an authentic and honest conversation with me. Even though my gut feeling did not fail and I have no idea how to move forward. Honestly, I don't. Shamari. Mm, Shamari, girl. Shamari want to know how Ooh. you trust somebody in a relationship. I think a major key is you got to be in a relationship with somebody you trust. <laughs> right. Because uh, your intuition was right. Um, and you don't trust this man. So I think that if you're going to proceed with him, you have to learn a way to build trust. And that's going to be tough to do because this nigga not even sorry. He said he, right. he admitted that it was wrong, but he is not sorry, which lets me know that he's not uh, expressed any intention to reconcile or, you know, like to, to, I'm trying to, um, the word is escaping me right now. He's not making any intention to make you feel better to, um, he's not acting like he's going to be moving in a direction and like, that's going to to give you some peace. He's not going to change his behavior in any way to suggest that he, you know, cares enough to, he, he knows that you're uncomfortable. He wants to make sure that you're comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not really sure. For me, it uh, it would be. I'm not sure how how to, what to tell you to do here. I think. <coughs> well, I think you've done what you should do. Is <coughs> tell him that you can't proceed forward until you all have an honest conversation about that because boundaries are important in a relationship. And if your boundaries are, you know, if the if those are being crossed, and you know the things that you're saying that you can't deal with are happening. Then you all that's that's a con that's that's one of those real transitional points where you all need to sit down and have a real honest conversation. Yeah. Um, and I and I understand not wanting to move forward or, you know, have any I don't know, interaction with him or whatever, however you're handling it right now. Yeah. Because that's a that's a lot. First of all, there's porn. That yeah. would be my first argument. There is porn. So why are you doing this? There's porn where you can watch people have private shows. There's porn where you can just go watch a a, a, a plethora of videos of all men as the kinds of things and go get your rocks off and do whatever it is you need to do and then come back. We can get busy. You know what I'm saying? But for you to go and seek out somebody that, you know, you can you can you have interactions with and it's like it takes it to another level. And I understand you being uncomfortable. So yeah, I don't know. I, this is a lot. I say that only, I don't. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, uh-uh, go ahead, sis. I I said that I don't know what to tell you what to do because I feel like everything is done. Like mm-hmm. I feel like in terms of the, right now, the ball is in his court. Um, mm-hmm. I think the decision you need to make is what what it what is it going to take? You need to kind of come to like what what would he have to do in order for you mm-hmm. to trust him again? In order for you to feel like you can move forward in this relationship in this marriage, um, what is it going to take? Because I feel like if you're going to have a communication uh, a conversation with him about it, you're going to have to be able to communicate. You know, you've already told him what he did um, to. Um, offend you, hurt you, upset you, and why? And and if you want to move forward with him, you're gonna to have to tell him what he's gonna to have to do to make it right. And then you need to come to have a com- like really, really 
um, settle and, and figure out if he's willing to do that. <laughs> right. He's going to have to like find a way, like, you know, like we got to determine whether or not he's willing to do that. And then you're going to have to tell him, I mean, then, then, you know, you, you can go from there, but from what it, what, what it sounds like now, I don't get the impression. He was like, yeah, I know it was wrong, but if he haven't said, sorry, if he hasn't said, oh man, I'll never do this again. Just tell me what I have to do to make it right. If he has, he, he's not expressed, like, it seems like he said, yeah, I did it. It was wrong. My bad. Like, that's not enough for me. It wouldn't be no. enough for me. It wouldn't that's be enough for me. Response too, niggas it is a nigga ass response. And let me tell you Ooh. something. If he would have hit me with that catfish business, that that right there, because you don't even got you don't even you don't even respect me enough to come up with a reasonable lie, my nigga. Like, what no. is that? That's dumb. So now you out here helping the booty girls on Instagram. That's your that's right. your, you out here being a humanitarian. That's your mission, my nigga. You out here trying to help this wayward. You being a good Samaritan. Right. You being a good right. Samaritan now? And if you're gonna be you stop it on the side. I don't have time road. for this. I don't got time. Get out of here. Like, please get somewhere and sit down and stop playing in my face. <laughs> please. I can't. That shit is insulting. That is insulting. <laughs> you don't even respect me enough to come up with a decent lie. Come no. on. I went I went Shamari. I done got upset. I think you I need you. I need you to really think, sis. Because we're talking about a marriage. And I don't know if she said they had any children, but if you're talking about building a family with somebody like this who can treat you in this manner, I just would give it some more some more thought. Or you need to get some more information. Is he willing to explain why he's doing this? If we can get to the bottom of it, maybe there is a way that you guys can work it out. But from what you share, it doesn't seem like uh well, it wouldn't be enough. I'm not convinced. I'm not, I'm going to put it like that. What you shared, I'm not convinced that he is A, sorry for what he's done, B, willing to course correct so that this doesn't right. happen again. Or C, willing to hear your feelings on why you're uncomfortable with something. Like he just don't want to talk about it. Right. And that's not, that's not okay. So you... So you just, you don't care about how I feel about this. Situation. Yeah. You just like, yeah, I did it. And it was my bad. Like, nah, no. <laughs> like, no. no. And you didn't do it. It's my bad. Actually, you lied about it and tried to. Exactly. Some other stupid ass story on it, which is another, another layer of insult on top of, on top of all of the injury. The catfish. So, also now you Max and you Max and, and what's his name? Eve. Now you Max and Eve, you out here trying to save. Let me see your hairy ass chest. I nigga. can't. Like, let me see it. Because clearly this is what here. you do for a living. You work for Viacom because I ain't seen no checks coming in this house. Scram. Like, fuck out of here. Beat it. You know what, Shamari? I really hope that you, you're, you know, I hope that you all are able to sit down and have a conversation. And all I'm going to say is let your boundaries be your boundaries. Like if something, if something is not going to fly with you, don't let it fly just because somebody is not willing to talk about it. And you know it, what I'm saying? Yes. Otherwise, they're going to keep doing shit like that. Your boundaries are just as much for you as they are for the other person. So if you set a boundary mm -hmm. and and um, and he, you know, if you set a boundary like this is a deal breaker, it's got, you got to stand by that. Yeah. Otherwise, they won't have no respect. For exactly. You. And I've been through that. That's what I'm saying. Right. <laughs> Not necessarily with this one, but you know. It's Listen, happened. we got to be out here. We got to stop caping for these niggas in 2019. We really do when they don't deserve. That's it. But let's move on to these petty peeves. We praying for you, Shamari. We praying we for are, you, Shamari. I'm sorry. I'm very sorry. I know. I know that. You know what? That's like hurtful and disappointing. I know. Like, 
What? I get it. An explicit it's, show. You about to go meet this not random just social media? Like you just following the booty chicks? Like I can understand if it's like I feel away, but like it's not that you just following the booty yeah. chicks. Now you trying to now you trying to meet up with the booty chick. From, exactly. Like what's up with that, my nigga? Like what? Hold not on. Okay. Now because there's strip clubs and there's porn. So I'm not really seeing like and you know, but neither one of those are deal breakers. So I'm not really seeing. Ooh, help us, God. How are you trying to take this shit to another level? But any anyway, Shamari, keep us updated. Please. Yes, yes. We need to do like an episode of like updates of honesty boxes. Everybody who's sending honesty boxes that we've read, <laughs> update us on your honesty boxes. <laughs> yes, that would make for let's let's gather around and get an update and let us know how things are going. If our, is our advice worthwhile or is it trash? Let us know. Yeah. Or is it tra- is it a complete basura? Is it just like, like what know. are you guys talking about? Like that would be helpful. That would be useful feedback. Um, but good. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But yes. Thank you for listening. Y'all know uh, Shamari. Um, and we can't wait to hear from you as far as uh, what's what's going to happen next. I'm certainly praying for you and your Absolutely. husband. Um, but Absolutely. yeah, y'all keep sending in your honesty box boxes, honesty box questions. Don't send us the whole box. But uh <laughs> but please don't. Y'all know how to reach us getting grown podcast at gmail.com. Um, there's enough box going around for everybody. It's just too much box. Just send us Way your questions. And I want to be very responsible of the things I say to my sister because everybody know I can be real petty. P E to the T T Y. So, um, my petty peeve this week is about white men. Oh, okay. Because I hate talking to them on the phone, and I don't really feel bad about saying this because you know the bulk of them that I talk to are they're just not pleasant people to speak to on the phone to deal with in person, just to deal with in general, and a certain type of white man should I say, but they have a really bad habit of like calling my work phone and then just talking and then when you tell them that you're in the middle of something and you don't answer every single question that they have at that moment they're just very like invasive very intrusive just very pushy and it's like my nigga I don't have the answers for you right now because (laughs) I am busy I'm busy right now doing my busy shit and I'll get back to you when I'm not busy anymore (laughs) and so Beside that, and they're the loud in the elevator, which I've spoken on before. So, like, I just, white men are getting on my nerves right now. And I don't feel no way about saying that white men are getting on my nerves right now. And I'm just grateful that I don't have to deal with them, like, on an excessive base. But when I do, it makes my titties itch. No. And I'm tired of it. That's my petty peeve this week. Feel how you want to feel. All What's your right. petty peeve this week, sis? <laughs> so, I just... I just hope that this is received with love. Um, I'm probably going to get some hate mail about this, but I feel like we're all going to be okay. Everybody will be fine. I'm just going to say this and I'm not going to harp, but I have just observed in my own life and social media news feeds and, and <laughs> that Young women, I would say young women between the ages of 19 and 23 
who are newly married, they tend to have all of the advice, commentary, insight about love, relationships, and singleness. And I just want, and I just, I just love you so much. And I'm happy for you in this new phase of life. And, um, I don't want you to feel like this is coming from a place of hate or jealousy or bitterness or even anger, but it's just annoyance because what I, what I want to ask you to do is to just shut up. (laughs) Just miss me. (laughs) I just like, we don't want to hear, especially if you've been married for, if you've been married for like two weeks and you only like 19 years old, now Mm. it's not the time for you to get on social media and just talk about um, single people. Like, like we don't want to hear it, sis. We don't want to hear it. No. You don't, you you are not in a, just because you have a husband that does not make you an expert Mm. on how to be single or how to be married. And I just would, I really, I just, I mean, it's just all, I don't know. And it's not all people that I know personally. Sometimes it's just like, um, you know, people retweeting things or I'm just seeing things and, you know, you go on their profile and you see that the young girl is maybe 22 years old. She's been, she got married in October (laughs) and, you know, it's now, you know, December and she on here talking about these are the major keys of finding like, dude, let me tell you something. First of all, your husband is not a cash prize. Like you, <laughs> you cannot out here. You just because you have a husband and he is perfect for you. That does not make you an authority on how to choose a good husband. No. Cause sometimes that's just how your life worked out and you better thank God and going about your business and focus on keeping him instead of coming back over here and trying to advise all the single women in the internet on the internet on how to get a man because what I want you to know is every single woman is not trying to get a man Aisha Curry help you Louis <laughs> stop no that's that's super annoying that's aggravating uh how do you know you're sick like me, like, we just be sitting up there kicking and cackling, and I'd be, I'd be fucking these niggas just like my, well, not fucking these niggas, but I'd be <laughs> fuck these niggas just like the rest of them. <laughs> but it is fascinating to me, because, I mean, literally, I see a lot of it, more on Facebook than I do on Twitter, but it's more well, like... that's because the saints love Facebook. Well, that's probably it, too, because, and I think that that's something, maybe that's a conversation that we should have about kind of like the way we're socialized to think about. Mm-hmm. marriage and how that's changed mm. over the years and i don't know well if you would just wear stockings or like little things right like a good like, christian man i mean i actually i'm not against marriage i think marriage is great but to me marriage is 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 not necessarily like a change in status like, you know, I feel like the girls sometimes think that marriage is a, a change in some sort of status, like it, it, it's, it's, yeah, that they've problem. they've achieved something um, versus it being a partnership. Mm-hmm. Like if you've achieved anything, you've learned how to love somebody. You've learned how to 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 be a whole person and you've learned how to compliment somebody, you know, who was, you know, designed to compliment you yep. and, and move forward 
together to build a future in a productive way. That's something that I'm going to say congratulations on. But you getting married because you got knocked up or like, or <laughs> I mean, congratulations. Like, like you, like you got a degree or something like you earned it. Like sis, marriage relationships are a part of life. And I fully, fully like, like that's it. Like they're a part of life, but I don't know why we feel like, and I, cause I'm saying it because we don't do it. I don't see it for men. Like, mm-hmm. Men don't talk about marriage like it's some sort of carrot. Like they don't cross the finish no, they line. Don't. If anything, you know what I'm saying? Opposite. Right. Like it's <laughs> like women talk about marriage like they've like they ran a marathon and they've mm-hmm. made it. And then now they gotta go back and teach all the rest of us who are still running how to run. No, since when men you like you know, I don't I don't It's <laughs> <laughs> like bless your heart. Like, and I don't know. I hate I don't like to talk about this. And I've been really sh- like conscious about not talking about it on the show because as a single person it's really easy for people to be like you sound all bitter and love her but her and everything and I'm not anti-love no. I'm not anti-relationship I just feel like life has given me a level of perspective and I just am real real about things and I would love to have a husband as a partner someone who respects my thoughts and respects my perspectives and respects my opinions and values them and wants to protect them and cherish them and keep them safe. Just like I would want to do the same for him. Absolutely. Someone who I want to win. Someone who I feel like wants me to win and is going to do everything within his power to help me win. That's how I see marriage. Not just some nigga I got to make cheese sandwiches for. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Like miss me with it, miss me with it. Um, and and I mean, young girl, like young girls don't understand that marriage is not the achievement, it's not the accomplishment, it's not winning the marathon. Again, you are on a treadmill. It is constant work. You are constantly running because you are cohabitating with another human being, in which you all have to mesh your thoughts and ideas and emotions in the way that you were brought up it's complicated it's hard and it's work and that's work and it don't stop just because you walk down the aisle and i wish that people would tell would tell that you know what i'm saying because i feel like the self-help space and sometimes even the faith space the church space like sometimes can very very easily and quickly um make it seem like you know uh, being single is some sort of punishment for bad behavior. Like you haven't done anything like, like, like you're single because you haven't done something right. And sometimes you're single because you're supposed to be single right now. Right. And it's, it's not because it's not because you, um, this is what I was talking about. Oh, and a few weeks ago, if you paid attention, if you made it, I'm only going to say this because if you made it this far in the episode, you deserve it. But, but uh, <laughs> a few weeks ago, my leak, well, XO Nicole reposted something. I posted something and my leak reposted it. And mm-hmm. it was, XO Nicole said something about like, all men don't cheat. And my leak said something in response to the effect that like, um, I, I can't think about it. I can't remember verbatim, but paraphrasing it was something like, um, if you get cheated on, it might be a reflection of like a lack of love that you have for yourself or like, like you getting cheated on is, I'm going to try to find it in my phone. Cause I, I had screenshotted and sent it to a bunch of people. Like, do you see this? But, um, she was essentially saying that like, uh, 
if you keep getting cheated on, it might be because you haven't done some work on yourself. And I'm mm. like, I'm all for taking responsibility for my actions. Mm. I'm all for owning the ways that I, I need to be mm. better in this world. But what I but you want me to carry and be responsible for my actions and another grown man's? Mm. Like, at what point is it that this nigga cheated on me because he's trash? It don't have nothing right. to do with with the work that I have to do or have yet to do on myself. Like, why I can't like I think that it, mm-hmm. like a lot of times we can think about things in real kind of um, linear ways when it's a it's a lot more nuanced than that. Like and I wish that we could we would just get away from this rhetoric that makes women believe that they can self-help their way into a relationship. Like you, you have to work on yourself because you give a damn about yourself and, I, and you want to be a better person for yourself. Mm-hmm. And then you will attract the person who who has done that work also number one on himself and y'all could come together and have a healthy relationship versus it being a whole bunch of people just hurt people and broken people just leaning on each other and breaking each other down to the point where they they end up just trying to you know it's not a relationship they just trying not to kill each other right i just wish that we would just all get to a place where we would we would just have a lot a lot like more real conversations about the work of loving yourself mm-hmm. whether whether or not you're in a relationship and why that's so important because I feel like we we people talk about relationships in ways where it's like you know oh you get it now and now you're going to get you get to be in love I was like no that's not how that works because that does like don't suggest to me that suggests to me that all the people who are in relationships are healthy and whole and I know better than that right no <laughs> there are a lot of empty ass people in relationships and there's a lot of people there's a lot of healthy people in relationships and with that in which they are constantly working you know what i'm saying absolutely and so like mm, we're gonna we need to stop putting these uh, i don't know i feel like this goals era is a problem because People are not really seeing all the work that goes into the things that they call goals. Process, man. And that's what I just feel like we keep talking about it on this show, because if anything, and that's what getting grown is about for me, that's what team typing fast is about for me. Like, it's not just about the milestones. It's not just about the achievements. It's not about the accolades and the shiny, bright, fancy mm-hmm. things. This is about the rut, the rock, good, the rock, truth. good, truth. <laughs> rock, rock, good, truth. Okay. Like, like I know that being single is hard and I, me and Jay talk about it all the time. But because of Jay's transparency, I now know that being married is hard as hell, too. It is. <laughs> I mean, it just is so, what it is. <laughs> so we celebrated survival in both phases of life. And I just my petty peeve is for people who act like, you know, they standing on the on the blocks at the Olympics with a gold medal because. They got a husband, and it's like God bless you, sis. I'm so That's happy. When life comes and kicks one of them blocks are up under you, and then you fall and bust your ass. I'm so happy that you're happy and in love, and I wish that you would Beautiful. just be so. I wish you all the best, literally. But just because you found a husband, that doesn't mean that you now can advise somebody else on how to find a husband. No, sis. That that that's that's like not that. how that's not what that means. That's just like that. Just like everyone who's been to school is not an educator. 
Like that's no, just they're not. I know a lot of dumbass absolutely people who went to college. Absolutely. Or yeah. And just because you went to college doesn't mean you know how to teach. Just because you I'm standing in a garage, that don't make me a car. Come on. <laughs> So I just because I'm standing on the street don't make me a house. That's it. Like that's it. So that was a that was a long that was a long petty peeve. But I just that no, but it was necessary. That got that got to me literally just this morning. Um, this girl done been married for 15 minutes talking about. I'm so glad I'm not out here in these single streets no more because it's terrible out there. It's like, girl, why would you do that? Like, ma'am, that's like going to the hospital <laughs> when your friend breaks their leg and be like, I'm so fucking happy I didn't break my leg. <laughs> exactly. God damn, nigga, your leg looks bad. Oh, I'm so happy I could walk. Let me bounce. Let me like, teach why you how to you... walk because <laughs> I know how to walk. I've been walking. Clearly, you don't know how to walk because you broke your leg. Let me teach you. I be, Let like, me show you how to not be clumsy. Nah. Nah, no, that ain't how this works. I want you to just mind your business and drink your water <laughs> and moisturize your skin. Absolutely, why is this? Because your black will crack if it's dry. That's the end of the show. <laughs> Bye, y'all. <laughs> Bye. Imagine ordering and chatting with doctors all online and getting birth control delivered right to your door every month. Enter Nurex, a company that's here to make getting birth control easier. Nurex means fewer doctor's visits, skipping pharmacy lines and automatic refills. You don't have to think about, okay, you don't have to walk up in the pharmacy because everybody knows that the line be while long after work. True. Plus, it's the most affordable option out there without insurance and could be free with insurance. Go to NURX.com slash grown for a $20 credit.